0: product. Yes, and Robert Imbriale to give you a very cool business tip. And we will be inspired by so great pieces. Yes, and
1: a very special offer. Let's get started. Let's do it.
0: So the artist I have today for you is very special for me because actually she was one of the first to be certified by Powerball America. Help me welcome Deborah Wogan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with art?
2: I got started with art as a child. My mother was artistic, not in any specific way but she liked to draw and my mother had a rule that we couldn't sit and watch tv and do nothing
3: so oh, if nice. we
2: were going to we had to embroider or weave or do something else but we had to we couldn't just sit there and do nothing so we and she crocheted and she sewed and we all learned to sew growing up so i've played with fabrics all my life and i still love to sew i wish it was mm-hmm. more affordable than it is right now but that's okay um And, you know, and she taught us how to draw. We did a lot of drawing. And then she also did embroidery and painting on fabrics and things like that and quilt blocks. And my grandmother's quilted and all that. So it was just kind of in our family that we did a lot of those kind of things.
0: And then as I got I like your mother already. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, I appreciate that now. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I appreciate that now because we all have different skills. I have five, four sisters and we all have different skills and we all still use all those skills that we learned. So, and cool. they've been very valuable. And my dad was very hands-on and could fix things and repaired a lot of things. So it was just kind of that kind of family. But
0: uh, when I was so in high school, me. I- got oh, sorry, I and, cut you, go ahead. Okay. That's okay. Well, ahead. Before you met Paver Paul, what kind of medium were you using? I was working primarily in fused glass. I'd been
2: a stained glass artist for 35 years, and I taught a friend how to do stained glass, and then she went and found a class on fused glass, Mm
0: -hmm. and so
2: we went and took that, and I was hooked after the first class. It was just I can't
0: see the art glass behind you.
2: Yeah, it was everything I liked about stained glass, but it came together faster. Mm -hmm. You know, because you just laid it out and put it in the kiln and let it melt and that's right. and that's so, cool. so that's yep. been really a fun I have played with that for probably the last 10 years and when I first saw paverpool on your program I thought oh I could combine this with my glass and I have combined glass in the pieces that I've done because it's just kind of a natural <laughs> well, I made a mermaid and she had there was like a trail of water coming down the side of a rock and I did that all out of glass as nice. kind of a little mosaic that type of thing which turned out really pretty and the little otter actually has black glass beads that I made for his eyes.
0: Oh, yes. So. So, yeah, uh, that's very cool. That's very interesting, yeah. Deborah, because I know a few fused Glass artists, and like, you know Jody Macarena in Russia, right? right. When she's here right. in the studio, she always makes the joke. I'm always making something, and most of the time it has to do with fiber. And she goes, oh, fiber, no! <laughs> so it's very interesting that you actually could combine such different mediums. Yes, and I think they combine well, actually. Very cool, very cool. Now, tell me a little bit about the tutorial we are going to watch today, the otter.
2: Well, I I live at the Central Coast in California, near Morro Bay, or or San Luis is a bigger town, if you haven't heard of Morro Bay. And we have lots of little sea otters in our bay here and they're really fun to watch and they're just fascinating little creatures. And so I thought it would be fun to do a sea otter. And I had found this, I got a box in the mail that had this packing paper in it that was interestingly textured for packaging material. And I thought, ooh, that kind of reminds me of the kelp in the bay when you're out kayaking. And so that's kind of where the idea for the otter started. And, And then I wanted to do a tutorial, but I wanted to do something different that other people hadn't done, and so I thought, I think I could figure out how to do an otter. So yeah,
0: it was a process. You,
2: of, it was trial and error, but I got it.
0: Yes, and you know the kelp. I really love that. Do you have the otter nearby? I do. So this is oh, the otter. God. Oh, it's very. And
2: cute. this light-colored stuff is the packaging material that's, that's coated so with nice. pepper.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. And and as usual, not only feeds your creativity, but also. The recycling, the giving new purposes, I love that. What do you say if we watch the first part of the tutorial? Very good. Let's watch.
2: Hello, my name is Deborah Wogan. I'm an artist on the Central Coast in California in the U.S. And I'm currently doing Open Studios tours here, which is why you see the display behind me. That's two weekends in October, which is really a fun thing to do. Today I'm gonna share with you a little video on how to create a sea otter. Living on the Central Coast, we have a lot of sea otters here. We see them in Morro Bay all the time. So I'm gonna share with you how I created this little guy. He's made entirely out of, you know, power pole, recycled materials, plus a little electrical wire masking tape and aluminum foil, and a little bit of hockey tape in there. So I'm gonna share with you how I did it step-by-step, and let's get started. Thank you. This is my little sea otter. He's made from a wire armature, and the body is built with aluminum foil. Then he's wrapped with um, hockey tape. So I'm going to apply a single layer of Pavarpol to this little guy and let that dry. I'm using two different colors because the sea otters along the coast here are kind of bicolored. Their head and shoulders and neck are usually a light tan and the rest of their body is a darker color. So for the darker color, I've mixed a little bit of black Paverpole in with the bronze. And then for the lighter bronze, the lighter tan color, I've done a tiny bit of bronze mixed in with the white Paverpole. So those are the colors I'll be using for this. So. Let's get started and we'll start painting him now. So I'm gonna paint him and then I'll come back and let you see what he looks like all peppered. bold.
1: The best way to start doing something is actually making it. Here on my table today, I have some of the products that you need to start this project. The first one is the PowerPoll White. This is a brand new product from Powerpaw. I have this beautiful power color, baby blue, that will give an extra color in your project. So when you buy those two products together, they usually cost you $55. But just today, because you are watching the show, it's gonna be for you $43. When you buy it, you get this beautiful little hat to
0: finish your project. It's always interesting when it starts to take shape, right? So, Deborah, tell me one thing. You, you met Powerpaw, you combined with glass, you start creating. Then what? Then what?
2: Well, then I decided to get certified through you. Uh-huh. And I was lucky enough to be able to come to Salt Lake when Beverly yes. taught the for us a few years ago, which was really fun. I really enjoyed that. And it was- I enjoyed fun to get to the wine you,
0: you gave me. <laughs>
2: oh, thank you. Well, we live in the middle of wine country here, so it's just kind of <laughs> something you do, you bring wine. Yes. So, but, um, so yeah, I, I just, I've been that. playing with different things and different ideas and I've made several different statues and I always look at rummage sales for interesting fabrics. Oh. So I, I did a, a lady that's in a show right now. She's a red, a flamenco dancer and she's made out of red silk pajamas. And I oh, use the really? transparent for her. and her dress turned out beautiful out of the red silk. And How
0: then I have, do you create I, a piece with paper
2: Um, I try to do it about, I'm always working on something, but I try to finish something like once a week. Sometimes it's once every two weeks. A lot depends on if I have to figure out the engineering for things.
0: Uh-huh. You know, if I have to re-engineer uh-huh.
2: something, then it's like, okay, I need more strength there, you know. Uh-huh. But um, like I'm working on an angel right now with big wings and she needs more engineering for those wings.
0: <laughs> what about classes? Yeah. Have you given any classes? I've given one beginner class to
2: a couple of friends and I'm talking with the art center in Morro Bay about teaching classes there and I'm also looking into teaching classes here in my studio um, uh-huh. but right now we have we have to have social distancing of six feet apart which really chews up the space that's available to have a class right. so yes. it yeah. might only be a class of two or three but uh-huh. I actually did open studios in October and I got a list of names from people who were interested in taking classes so I already have three or four people interested in taking a class so oh, now we're just good working out because the day. yeah
0: yeah like many people, you got started and then the virus hit, right? So it right. didn't help pro- progression of things. But the important thing is that you gave your first class. That's very yes. important. and Now, was tell fun. me one thing. When we were talking before we got started, you told me you didn't have many pieces out there, even though you're a very prolific artist, uh, because you have them in shows. So tell me, how did you get to the shows? Um,
2: I'm a member of the Art Center in Morro Bay and so they they announce the shows that they have and sometimes they have a specific subject like in january it's often the birds because it's like the winter birding season over here so that subject matter might be the birds in january and so if i have birds made i can put them in that show you know um it depends on what their subject is i haven't found too many other shows to put them into that i feel comfortable putting them in um but i like working with this group of people and, and, then, and, and they, they take care of things and they don't lose things.
0: So <laughs> that's good. That's, How many pieces do you have there now?
2: I have five sculptures over there right now. Very cool. And I sold three or four at the Open Studios tour in October too. So that's another reason I don't have a lot on hand right now.
0: So, very But I'm working that, on... That's two. a very good problem to have, right? <laughs> yes, it is, it is. Now, you told me that you do something special when you send a piece to the show. And I think... This is going to be very, very valuable for a lot of people thinking about showcasing their pieces. What is it that you do? I make up a little
2: sign and I attach it to each statue explaining this is made out of recycled T-shirt with fabric hardener. You know, this is her name and or his name, depending on the statue. And it's completely weatherproof. You know, and then I give them my name and phone number and tell them if they have any questions about the care of it after they buy it, mm-hmm. you know, give me a call. But because I found at the open studios tour, people kind of walked right past it until I started talking about the statues and said, oh, this is out of recycled T-shirts and this is out of recycled this. And then all of a sudden they were really interested and then they there came back know. and looked yes. at them,
0: and then they bought them. Yes, so that's that's a very good point, because many times People, by looking at the piece, they have no idea of the materials right. being used. And, and that's one thing that is so unique with the PowerPoll, right? We can get fiber like you got the packing paper and you turn into something beautiful. Right. And over here,
2: because we're at the coast and we have a lot of moisture and fog, anything metal outside rusts. Oh. And the beauty of PowerPole is it's never going to rust. And that's so that, that, to me, day. that's a real selling point. And especially uh-huh. when you're looking at the bronze statues and you can tell people this is never going to rust. They're like, really? Yes. Yeah. You know, so that's it's a, a good great self- tip.
0: And, and you see, I love how your mind is thinking because you're looking what's in the piece and what's around you that could actually be selling points when you're saying, or you're telling them, you know, of a common product, things get rusted and this one doesn't. So why not bring that up instead of right. assuming people could? Uh, really get into that conclusion by themselves, right? Right. Because they won't know it, we do not tell them. Exactly, exactly. So what do do you say if we watch part number two of your tutorial?
2: I say, let's do it.
0: Let's do it.
2: Okay, our little otter is most of the way dry. I can handle him and not come up sticky. So you can see I've done his head in a different color than I did the rest of his body. I've taken the rest of the colors that I had mixed up specifically for this, and I have added paver pole, or to the paver pole, I've added paver sand and also paver Pavers- stone. So we have paver stone, we have pa- paver sand, and we have the paver pole in this because I wanted a thicker mixture now because I want more texture on his body and I want to cover up the texture of the hockey tape so I will apply this with a brush also and I was just going to show you in the certification class Beverly Alawa recommended that we maybe pick up these containers these they're fast food containers but they're clear plastic and they come in a sleeve and then you can buy the lids these are the best containers they've been the best investment i've made because not only can i label the lid with exactly what i have in there but i can also see as i turn the cup around because it's clear i can see that i've got everything well mixed in these little tubs so now And since I'm going back and forth with the same colors, I have a brush designated for the dark color and a brush designated for the light color. And I just put them in a Ziploc bag in between because it's not that long since I've used them. And now I'm just gonna go ahead and apply this with a brush all over his little body. And when he's completely coated, then I'll leave him to dry and we'll come back and work on the next step after that. Thank you. Our little otter is just about dry. He, he's not cured, he's not fully hardened, but he's dry enough that I can handle him without making any marks in him. So I went in and I added a little face. I put little glass beads for his eyes and then I used pepper paper pole to do his ears and his nose and his mouth. So now I'm ready to put him on a base. I've made the base out of four layers of cardboard. I wrapped it and sealed it completely with masking tape. Then I made a custom blue color in the Paver pole using the white PaverPole pole and paver colors. And I've covered it with several layers of plain paver pole. Then I added some Paverplast to the Paver pole that was already colored and have painted it with several layers of that to make sure that it's completely sealed and weatherproof. So our little guy is gonna lay on his little bed of water right there. This is some packing paper that I received something in and I've coated it with paver pole. I thought this would look a lot like the kelp beds that our little friends lie in. So I'm gonna place the pole on pole on the kelp bed. And I'll trim it to cut and wrinkle it up and do some things like that to give it the texture that would imply that he's in the water. Obviously he's not in the water, but you rarely find the otters out of the water. So that's what I'm gonna do for his background. And then he just, he's about done. I'll glue the kelp down to the board with more pole. I'll probably paint another layer of blue on the pole and then stick the, green kelpie stuff into that. And that will be our little otter. I'll be back in a minute and show you the finished product.
0: Danielle wants to show you more about one of the products in the Paul line.
4: Hi, I'm Danielle with Curious Mondo. And today we're going to be going over a product known as Pavrapol. Paverpal is a fabric hardener, also known as a textile hardener. So I'm going to show you what Paverpol looks like and a little bit of how to use it. So as you can see, Paverpal is a liquid. So this is the Paverpol bronze and I'm going to stir it up. And then we're going to demonstrate how to make it useful. So we're going to take a Paverpol wrapper, which is a fine gauze. I'm going to stretch it out a little bit. And then I'm going to just dip it in the paverpall. I'm going to wring that out. Now, when paverpall dries, it actually becomes a hard and immobile uh, surface texture. So it's useful for so many different things. So what I'm going to do, because Pafferpahal does dry quickly, is you can just kind of let that air dry a little bit. Or if you need to speed that up a little bit, you can also wipe off your hands. And then we take a dryer. And then what we're going to do is attach it to a natural product. There you go. And that is the start of our Poverpaw product.
1: And remember, we have a special offer for you today. Power Paul White and Power Color Baby Blue just for $43. Today only. Go to
0: PowerPawAmerica.com and get yours. Oh, it's coming together, Deborah. That's exciting. Okay, so I want you to show me some of the pieces you are working on and tell me a little bit about what inspired you into creating that piece.
2: Well, I watched one of the videos that you've posted on making the mask. Oh, nice. And so let's start with the mask. She needs a little bit more work. This is the basic mask, but she needs needs more detail and she needs Mm. a little bit of um, pizzazz added to her. So, and then I have to add, yeah, then I have to add a hanger to the back of her too. And then I'm working on a very tall angel. She's about two and a half feet tall. Uh And she's on a tall base. And I'm giving her, I want to give her some, very large wings, so these wings are going to kind of swirl around her, but they do you need, already they need,
0: know that. what you're using as the wings itself, besides
2: the wire. I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna do the paver clay. Oh, interesting.
0: Okay, because I, like I think
2: i like the texture of the paver clay. I've been playing with the paver clay and I really like that, there but that's know. why I need some extra engineering to make sure uh-huh. the wings are going to be strong enough to hold all of that. Very so, cool. And then i actually, I actually decorated this bottle uh-huh. with parent and <laughs> tissue paper because <laughs> I needed a something for the tipsy ladies to stand up next to. So I'm uh-huh. you know, one of those, one of my sisters. Yeah.
0: You know, actually we have somebody here that also works with events. So she's Uh been collecting different types of wine bottles and some other drinks just for both of us to be playing with Papa Paul, for real. Yesterday she came, oh, I got this beautiful bottle. We got to do something with that. Bottles are fun.
2: (laughs) I'm right there with Jody on bottles. (laughs) Yes,
0: they are. This I'm thinking of doing
2: like a little elf on the shelf with this one.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Very cool. It'll just be a girl
2: instead of a boy
0: what usually inspires you? What
2: do you look for? inspiration?
0: You know,
2: I look for inspiration, any place I am, you know, nice. it, I learned, I took a watercolor class five years ago when I first moved over here and it changed the way I looked at everything because I didn't realize until I took that watercolor class that, you know, when you look at the landscape, there's not just one color green, there's 10 shades of green there. Mm -hmm. and in the watercolor class because you're trying to replicate that you suddenly start noticing all those different colors that are there so then you start seeing different patterns and you just see Mm -hmm. things differently you know with that background there so um if i see something cute or something i really like or you know and sometimes it's just somebody says something you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like i have a friend that wants a manger scene and so this year we're going to do a shepherd we're going to do it one figure at a time uh huh. So that's very cool. She decided we'd start with a shepherd this year. And then I think she wants a little manger too. But I, you know, the hard part about doing a, something for custom orders is you have to come to the same picture in both people's mind
0: mm-hmm. in sure. order to hit
2: the mark. You know, yeah. so I'm sending her pictures of mangers right now to see what she has in mind.
0: You mind? Very cool. Very cool. I have a hard time with commissions as well because exactly what you said, how do you see exactly what they are seeing? in their mind of what they want. But I also love what you said, that you took a class and that shifted the way you see things. Look how important that is, right? Because that doesn't apply just to colors, it's to everything. No, yeah, Yeah? it is. Yeah, you know, I know people are anxious to see how the order comes together. So what do you say we watch part three? Very good. Very good, so let's watch part three show
2: you a little bit of what I had done with this packing paper. Um, It's just a brown cord, or it's just brown paper, but it's got slits in it. And I just, I thought it made a really interesting texture that reminded me of water and waves and things like that. So I saved it. And I had previously painted one side with Paverpole, and it becomes very soft and very fragile at the point that it's wet. So then I went through and I opened up all the little slits because the first time I painted it, it wanted to just go flat and all stick together. And then I lost all my texture. So I opened up all the little slits and pulled it apart and let it dry good. And now instead of brushing with the grain sort of of the cuts, I'm daubing the paper pole on so that I don't lose that texture again and don't have to sit there and pick all those little slits open again. But um, what I'll do after this is, I'll take the wet side, because the other side has already been paver-pulled. I'll take the wet side and flip it over onto the board and stick it down to the blue lagoon water that's underneath. And that will give us what we're looking for. It's time to go ahead and apply our little otter and stick him down to his little water path or waterway that he's living, he's hanging out in. So I want to be sure that he really stays stuck. So I'm taking more of the dark color that I already put on his body, and it that's a mi- mixture of paver pole, paver plast, sand, and art stone, because I really want him to stick. And I have a lot of texture already on the board with the water and the different things that are on the board. So I want to be sure that I have enough here that he's gonna stay stuck and not come loose. So, and this is a really strong sticky um, texture and it will stick this guy down. Once he's dried and cured, you'll never get him off of here, which is exactly what we want. I'm not sure that he's gonna go outside a lot, but he might go out as a table decoration sometimes or something like that for luncheon. So, I'm just I'm trying to make sure I don't get it too sloppy cuz I don't want the the glue part to show. So I'm trying to be kind of neat with it and just keep it to the part that's going to actually be stuck to the board. And so that's what we look like there. And now I have a little part in the water that just kind of happened. So that's where this little guy is going to go and he's pretty much going to stay put i think he looks pretty cute Um, i'm not going to hold him all the way up or maybe i will so you can see him but uh i think he does he looks pretty cute when he dries all the way i'll go back and do a little highlighting with him just really lightly with a little bit of maybe bronze or something and on this Seaweed stuff. I'm gonna keep pulling apart and opening it up a little bit as he continues to dry. But he's basically done. Thank you for
0: watching. Bye. Wow, that otter is so cute. Do you mind showing it again for them to see on your camera? Not at
2: all. Look
0: at this that. This is my little um, side view. And
2: to think this the is, base paper is, is amazing. Yeah, uh-huh. the base is not real thick. Um, I was gonna start out with a a plaster of Paris base, but I didn't realize how long it was going to take to dry. So Uh I had to come up with plan B because it took almost two weeks for that base to dry. Oh, really? Because we're damp and humid and
0: cool here. Got it. If I was in
2: Utah, I would have dried in no time.
0: Like five minutes later, it's dried. (laughs) That's so cool. What's next for you as an artist?
2: Really, I think it's getting set up to do the classes. And getting the word out there, um, and I may start doing some farmers markets just to get the word out there about classes. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool,
0: very very. But cool.
2: um, but yeah, I think classes are my next thing, and then you know I like to try new things. I lo- I love all the classes that you're putting out and the Paverpole TV. Those those are great. I Thank actually you. taught that little two hour doll that Beverly taught. That's what I taught uh-huh. to the friends that oh, I taught a couple. That's years very ago. cool.
0: That's and they just cool. loved it and it was fun. So how how is it in California? You don't have a very harsh winter like we do here. Do you normally, I know this is not the normal time. Do you still have events during winter time or not? Uh it
2: depends on what part of the state you're in because there are places that are harsh like your winters. Mm-hmm. But on the coast where I live, um it, we almost never get a freeze yes. and it almost never gets over 90 degrees and it doesn't usually reach 90. Usually Uh we were, we're between 55 and 75 temperature most of the year. Nice. Very cool. We might have a lot of foggy days, but because of that and you know, it's, this is kind of known as an artsy type of area. So there's always different things going on. on. So so I've been looking through those, trying to see if there's someplace else that I can take my stuff and put it in. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So just just to get it out there.
0: If people want to get in touch with you, maybe they're interested in seeing your pieces, going to the show or taking classes from you, where do they go?
2: Facebook is my best place at the moment and it's either under my name, Deborah Wogan, or under Uniquely Debs. Uniquely Debs, that's very cool. (laughs) You can find both. I chose that name because I couldn't make up my mind and I didn't stick with one art form, so
0: I figured Uh Uniquely Debs covered me whatever I was doing. So, of course, you're very engaged with PowerPoll and you're certified to give classes. But I assume, even by your gorgeous necklace, that you're still making a lot of fused glass. I am. Any other mediums so, you're playing with?
2: Sometimes I play with um, silver clay because oh. I've also taken classes in that. And I did get certified to teach that years ago. Uh-huh. But I didn't really do that one. It just kind of, that one just kind of fizzled. But That's I still what?
0: love playing. Silver clay.
2: Because nice. I love what you can do with silver clay.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's very versatile. It I love amazing. that too. Yeah. We actually have an instructor that was talking now about the metal clay combined with glass. So I'm going to uh-huh. suggest you combine metal clay with glass and fiber. Oh boy, it could be very that pretty. Would be interesting. I have one pendant that is
2: glass and silver clay together. Uh-huh. So I'll play with the idea of how to weave some pole into that, because I think that could be really interesting. And
0: when you're done, give me a call, okay? Because we want to show more. Deborah, thank you again for being here with us. It's really important for us here to show people that have believed in us right at the beginning, and took the certification and took action. That's the most important part. Oh, sorry, most important part because not only you start creating the pieces, but you went after the shows, you went after let's give a class, even though we were going through difficult times with the virus and everything. So I have to say, I'm really glad to see you again and see how things are going.
2: Well, thank you very much, Shahar. I appreciate everything Curious Mondo is doing to help promote this. Yes, because yes, it helps yes, all yes. of us. Out.
0: And I hope next time you go in your kayak, you get tons of ideas. Prepare another tutorial and come back here with us.
2: Well, I'm thinking about a pelican, because uh-huh. we have lots of pe-
0: pelicans Love here. Them. So I'm thinking a pelican might be good. It would be so. awesome. I know it would be awesome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much, Deborah. And I hope to see you, you very soon again. Thank you, Shahar.
1: Oh, so great tutorial, right? I know that you will need the right product. And here on this table, I have the Powerpaw White. And for this special offer, taking the Powerpaw White and the Powercolor Baby Blue, you will get this beautiful hat, this beautiful little hat here. Um, Normally, those two products will cost you $55, but just because you are watching us today and learning so much on this tutorial, You can get for just $43. Yeah, just $43. Go to PowerPaul.com and get this offer.
0: Hey, Jessica, come over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wanna see something? For sure. So, Trina Bell is going crazy with PowerPaul and Mm -hmm. she sent us some of the pieces pieces she made.
1: Oh, let's see. Look at this one. Oh, I like how she uses the blue. Yes, very cool.
0: Next. Oh, I need that. I need that necklace. I need that necklace. I need that. <laughs> Manos in Mano by Trinabel. Woo! Amazing. And the famous bird. Well, Robert Imbriali has prepared a very cool business tip for you.
3: Hey, friends, Robert Imbriali here with your Marketing Minute. I want to talk to you today about selling your art online. Now, when people hear that, the first thing they think about is It's too difficult. There's too much technical stuff. I'm not technical. I don't use computers, right? A lot of artists don't use computers. They're not technical. They don't think in the way you need to think to use computers. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you know how to send an email, you can list something for sale online today. That's how easy it's become. I gotta tell you, a couple of days ago, I listed something on eBay and I hadn't done it in a while. So I didn't remember. I remember it was page after page and lots and lots of questions and uploading photos and writing descriptions and it just took forever. Right? There were so many different options. Do I want a border? Do I want bold text? Do I want this? So many things. And I was very pleasantly surprised to see that eBay has got it down to a single page. A couple of questions. You know, you put in your photos, you upload your photos, and it was listed. Literally, it took me less than five minutes to list something on eBay. Well, Etsy is the same thing. It's very simple today. Amazon as well. And now also Facebook. Facebook has a marketplace where a lot of artists are able to sell their art. So, if you're thinking about selling your art and you, you get this idea that you want to put it online and right away you're feeling this, oh no, it's gonna be hard, it's technical. It's not technical anymore, you don't have to be. If you can send an email, you can list something online for sale. I've taught people in their 70s and even in their 80s how to do it and they literally had to show them one time and they figured out after that, it was very simple for them because it's the same thing again and again. So if you've been holding back, man, well, now may be the time you want to set your art up uh, online for sale. All right. Follow me online at Robert Imbrielli and I'd love to continue the conversation with you and we'll talk real soon. Thanks for watching.
1: Have you ever thought about becoming a certified PowerPoint instructor? If not, it's time for it. With a PowerPoint certification, it allows you to give PowerPoint classes. You will learn more about all the PowerPal products and how to apply them. In the best part, you will know how to create a business with PowerPal. Go to PowerPalAmerica.com and enroll now. I got mine. Me too. Yeah. It's- oh, so, I hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.